because mm. we've been programmed to fear absolutely everything. Mm. So, you know, mm. we, we're, we're scared to park in the wrong space. And, and <laughs> the beings were basically saying to us, you know, you've given it, you know, we've, they actually said that humans and other beings, one has created this illusion ourselves. And they said, we've created it, you created it, you are part of it, we're part of it, we all created it. It's not that we created it or you created it, we all created it as a never-ending story. And they said that what's this newness that's coming, this color, you know, shifting consciousness, is to, which is already happening, and, and they said there's going to be more beings interacting with humans' realities, which is already happening, uh, and it's going to be different. You got to accentuate the positive. I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? to another show accentuating the positive with Karen Swain please like and subscribe if you enjoy the conversations and send me your comments or your emails if you want to discuss some of the topics that we talk about in these conversations further or join our online group the inner sanctum where we really expand on some of these topics that we talk about on the show today i have a wonderful experiencer a wonderful lady to introduce you to her name is annette williamson welcome to the show annette oh thank you for having me thank you karen annette is over there in the uk and she's had some amazing experiences with some incredible information some of you have been listening to me already talk about it in previous shows I've mentioned you a few times. I said, I've got this lady coming up and she had these beings. Anyway, let me just read a little bit about Annette to give you an idea of uh, who she is and what we're going to talk about today. A mother and grandmother, Annette Williamson, is from London, UK. Over her life, she's been on a search for more meaning, asking questions like, why am I here and how are we here as humans? This took her younger self on a journey through different religions, some mythology and many unexplained things. Annette always had a feeling she was looking for something but never knew exactly what that was. In 2015, her father was diagnosed with bowel cancer and Annette spent many months taking him for chemo sessions. During this time, they talked about the afterlife with a hoping or a gut feeling of its existence. Her father left this reality in early October 2017. And on October 16th, 2017, Annette's friend Zoe experienced full contact with three small off-world beings in her home. On the 18th of October, when Annette visited Zoe's house, she could perceive an energy as Zoe spoke to them telepathically and communicated messages. For three months, the beings communicated to them both via Zoe, and then Annette, when Annette trusted this phenomena enough, she too began telepathic communication with these beings. Both Zoe and Annette are dyslexic, but Annette kept a record of their daily conversations. The beings left in early January 2018 to visit other humans, they said, to share their messages. 
but Annette still can communicate with them today as Zoe can. It's just that they don't kind of show up the same way as they did in that time period, right? Yes, so they came and they had many, many messages to share. Do you want to just go through how it all began, like your experience with it? Yeah. Well, there were, it, it really started two years ago on the, um, on the 18th for me, but I guess on the 16th of October for Zoe. Um, I hadn't seen her prior to that for a good couple of years because I'd spent the time with my dad and, you know, do your thing. So I hadn't spoken to her for a, year, a couple of years. And then one morning, well, it happened to be the 18th, um, I got up and looked at my Facebook and there, uh, Zoe had put up a picture of this little being with a big head, there's no face features, two arms and two legs, and it just had the caption, humans, are you ready, at the top of it. And I remember thinking, oh, this is different. And I, so I phoned her and I said, oh, you, you know, what's going on really and how you been and she just really more what's going on and she said oh uh, I had uh, my alien family came to see me on Saturday that's what she said and I was just remember thinking wow and I thought oh and I said can I come around and see you like later on can you tell me all about it, it was so interesting and she went yep so that evening about six o'clock I went around to her house and I remember we were sitting in the front room and um, just having a cup of tea. And she was relaying to me uh, that, you know, the beans to come and just things that, 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 that how it first happened. And then I remember I was just sort of freezing, literally freezing. And I, and I was sitting opposite her and she was looking behind me and she just said, they're here. And I, and I, I looked around, I couldn't see anything, but I could tell by her body language that she was actually really quite scared because she only moved her eyes at that point because it was still very new now, I know. So she literally moved her eyes to the sort of the hallway and she said, they're here. Uh, and, I, and I went, okay. And then she said, they want to speak to you. And again, I just remember saying, okay. And then they, um, they actually, the first words, so they were speaking so we could see them. And they were, they took form, like to say, of three small beings. And they would talk to her. She says it's in, the way she describes it now is they talk to her and she called it in consciousness. But at the time, I remember they were, we were describing it as telepathically because that's the only words that we had. So they were talking in her thoughts and then she was saying it to me. Mm -hmm. So the first thing they said was, um, I remember them saying, haven't you had enough yet? That was the first thing they said to me. Haven't you had enough yet? Yeah. And I thought, I have no idea, Karen, what they were talking about. I, I do. Really... Well, you do because you're an experienced person. <laughs> Makes me life. laugh. Makes me <laughs> laugh. Haven't you had enough yet? I know it's like joking with me now, but at the time I really had no idea. So they started that conversation and then they kind of jumped a little. I mean, I remember going, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. And I remember mm. thinking about my dating habits or something. So, I mean, it wasn't anything to do with what they were talking about. <laughs> Haven't you had about. enough of bad dates? <laughs> You know, seriously, it was sort of that. That's where I was at because I didn't know. Yeah, um, it is funny now. Even I laugh at it now. But um, yeah, looking back, then they saw. Then they asked us. Then they actually said to me, "What do you think? What do you humans?" Because they would always say humans. Mm -hmm. They said, "What did you does and never do?" They said, "What does you humans think happens when you pick a flower?" And I remember thinking, and I, I don't know, I remember going to Zoe because she was talking back to me as well as relaying their conversation. So she mm. looked at me and I said, but it dies in compost. And they went, no, nothing dies. Energy can't die, it can only change form. 
And then they spoke. So in the first, they stayed for an hour that first hour. And I have got everything written down, as you said. But I remember them talking about that. They said that, and then they started talking about multi-dimensions, things that I'd never even heard of before. Uh, so lots of different things in a very short period of time. And then they left, literally, as far as they came, they left. She said, they're not here no more, they've gone. And I remember we were just sort of sitting there like, wow. And I remember, I can't, anyway, I remember leaving the house, driving home, feeling like, oh, I don't know, shock is any word. I don't even know how to write and even put words on it. Got home. And then before I'd got home, my phone had already started to bing, bing, bing. And I got home and I had these messages and it started with, and my friend Zoe, and she said, the beans are still, or they've come back, um, and they want to ask you something. And then the message would then be from the beans, and it would actually say, from the beans. And then the message. And it might be a message, or it would be a question, or... Um, uh, and, and really, that's how it rolled for the first three months. With, um, and with lots of other stuff as well, happened to us separately, as well at the same time. There's lots going on. Wow. Okay, it's it's an extra, it's fabulous. I love it. It's an extraordinary story, but it's not. I can't say uncommon. I've heard stories, you know, like we've had stories like this on the show before, and um, I'm just having a bit of a yak with them. Like, she calls them the beings. Do you have a name? And they're like going, yes, but it's not something you could understand nor repeat. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's right. Because when we ask them, uh, we ask them, are they gods? And they, in that first hour, because we were, okay. ask them, ask them who they are, ask them if they're right. good, who are they, who are they? Mm -hmm. And they tried to give us something, but she couldn't get the name. Yeah. And she kept saying, she goes, I can't understand what they're saying to me. I can't understand what they're saying to me. So they dropped it and they didn't go back to it. Yeah. And then she used to call them the three beings, mm. but they already said to us that they are many forms to many humans, but it's consciousness. And, yeah. and this this is the form that they've taken in our illusion. Yeah. So I'm glad you're talking to them now because they might go, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know <laughs> what, Annette? I never know if I'm, when I'm talking to people, if I'm talking directly, uh, they say it's unimportant. Okay. There isn't no, okay. Whether I'm talking directly to beings or whether they're relaying to my guides and then my guides are talking to me. Like I can't, you know, give you 100% that I'm talking directly to them feels like it but it might be relayed through the consciousness that i'm used to speaking to do you, do you know what i mean like or the consciousness yeah. you are in in multiple um dimensions at any one time right because that in it as well because and the way you describe it is exactly how it happens to me as people are talking sometimes it will just come in and and exactly like they'll say no it doesn't matter don't worry about that or yeah explain something they'll say no don't worry about that and it's exactly the same like is what you're saying is exactly the same and and i can they can come and then it feels like they sort of come in and then they go and then they come in but as you are much more experienced than me i like speaking to you because it's nice to see you and i think oh yeah that's it's new to me i'm not used to it so yeah i know it um when it first happens it feels a bit freaky and uh, yeah, so it's great to have that confirmation when you see other people do it. It's like, oh, right, you know, I'm not a freak. Everyone can do it or other people can do it. Yeah, I know they, they, their energy is um, very matter of fact and they come, they, they want to speak about 
messages like they want to bring okay they want to bring a message and they don't want to we as humans we kind of talk a lot of fluff you know like we don't to explain something gossip and we get into details which are not important to the message itself and so they keep saying it's not important not important so when i was asking them about their name they said you know it's not something that you can understand nor explain and it's not important they said beings are fine three beings are fine all right so what's so one of the first messages was are you god do you want to go into um because i've heard you speak about this before that was quite fascinating what they said uh, do you want to go into that in a little bit more about detail? Hydrogen and oxygen. When that, right. So when we asked them if they were God at the beginning, as I said, so we couldn't catch it. And then later, the, how it seemed to roll was that um, Zoe, for the first three months, was channeling the messages, although there, I was having a lot of experiences of my own, but I didn't trust them. I yeah. didn't trust where it was coming from or mm -hmm. what they was. Mm -hmm. So I relied on Zoe because she actually could see them in front of her, which mm -hmm. is the way to ask them for confirmation sometimes. So I would mm -hmm. say, uh, this happened to me last night. Uh, can you ask the beings X, Y, and Z? And she would say, the beings have said, da -da 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 -da, back to me. And that went on with other things for three months straight until the end of January, which I felt that they were leaving and Zoe and I had a bit of a bust up of any, we had a bit of a bust up and we went our separate ways. And at that point, I remember thinking, that's it, done now, it's all over my, that was my being experience and, and that's the end of it. But just before we had sort of went our separate ways, I'd asked Zoe to ask the being something, I can't remember off my head what it was, but I remember the answer because the answer was, you ask and you will reply. And I remember uh -huh. getting the hump of that, first of all, because I thought, what sort of message is that? You know, another crypto message, what, you know, you know, when you get used to them, like I'm sure you do, you have conversations and laugh and joke in your mind and sort of everything. I was already getting to that point, but not quite believing it yet. And then, and then after the three months, it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew into where we are today. So it was quite intense at, at, at the beginning, but yeah. It was very good. But they said, oh no, they said they said they called them Harbin. That's what it was. <coughs> we called them the three beings. Um, Zoe at first was calling them God, but it didn't ever sit right with me. And I just think that's our different backgrounds. But she said it was, she was trying to explain to me it was the oneness and it was the oneness. And I kept calling them the three beings. I wouldn't have it. I was going, no, they're three beings. They're three alien beings. And it sunk in over a period of time. It, took, it wasn't easy for that to sink in. But they had said um, there are four building blocks for everything. Uh, and they said that's carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen. And they said, if you want, you can call us Tron. But what you're saying about your being, your whatever you want to call them, is correct. There was no name. And, and it was the illusion that I needed and Zoe needed for us to have in this reality for us to connect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's what you ended up calling them we called them the three beings we called them tron they actually called themselves the three if they they didn't care what we called them but that so they they had a, a something cat's tail wiggling around in the background. <laughs> she always comes sits on me when i do the shows and when i do clients she comes sits on me and and in the groups i think she's like i want to be part of this conversation yeah, too. <laughs> they did 
you're right. They didn't care what it was. And, and we, they would call themselves Tron. They would call themselves three beings. They would call themselves oneness. It didn't, they would, you know, they would, when they were actually giving me those sort of messages where they were typed out from Zoe, they would come with all different, yeah. Name. Whatever name we felt comfortable with. A stream of consciousness that our linear minds find hard to wrap our brains around. So, you know, I think that many people talk to this intelligent consciousness, uh, either in near-death experiences or in prayer, and call it God. I think that many, many, being, many people do. And, um, you know, even in near-death experiences, people see beings and they say, because, you know, to tell you the truth, this, ex this earth experience is so polarized and so contrasting and so dense that when you meet a being that's, that's pure positive energy, it feels so incredible and so amazing that, of course, you would just think, this must be God. You know, this must be what we perceive as God. So uh, that's understandable that, yeah, the, that feeling of love and unity, it, you know, feels like God, which it does. But we're all God, really. We're all an extension okay, of the source. You said there's no one divine being. I remember the words they said. They said there is no one divine being. There is only a collective connected connect collective connected oneness and they even spoke about consciousness and they said consciousness is just layers just layers and layers and layers so, okay I mean, so well, what were some of the first things that they shared with you because they do speak uh you know from what you've said to me they do speak in ways that we find hard to understand because we're experiencing this reality as we experience it as dense, as physical, as real, as tangible. And so they've come with many messages that kind of explode all that. <laughs> so you've said here, they shared much about the earth has no shape, there's no death, only dimensions, there's no time, that's all man-made. And then they talked about the hormone oxytocin upgrades, which were coming to humanity, the love gene. So let's go into the earth has no shape. Yeah, so that was a good one. So that came up, um, that actual question wasn't asked by me, that was asked by a friend of mine, because okay. uh, after, I think it was probably after about two months, maybe of the beans being around, we started to, well, I was like, complete blabbermouth, couldn't stop talking about them to everybody. I was like, oh my God, I'm speaking to three beers. I kept calling the three beers. Speaking to three beers, they're giving me all these messages, and this is what it, you know, to everybody, everybody. When I think about it now, I just think, oh, no. I mean, I would have spoken to the person. So, Annette, you're a great messenger. That's why they chose you. All right, the earth has no shape. What did they the say about no it? Shape. So we were having a meeting. Uh, Zoe was there. The beings were there. We'd asked them to come. They said they were come. There was about six other people there, and we threw it open. Has anybody got any questions? And one of my friends, Michael, said, I've got a question. Is the earth round or flat? Right. Ian said, the earth isn't round or flat. Mm -hmm. They said, up it will keep going or if you look down it will keep going they said the earth has no shape it's an illusion and that's their words yeah look i i understand this i'm going to try and sort of decipher this in a way that our puny linear brains brains can understand so quantum science says quantum physics says everything is energy so if everything is energy 
then nothing is solid. It depacks up, top, Chopra would say, the stuff of the universe is non-stuff. You know, so we perceive this world as solid, as fixed. Yep. And when you see energy, and energy is just movement, it's constant movement and space, like quantum science says, inside the atom, the molecule, like the, the parts of the atom that create the atom are spinning around each other at, you know, incredible speeds. And they're spinning in a, in a, in a space that is just enormous. It's like the, the neutrons and electrons are like the size of an orange compared to a football field, just to give some perspective. And so there is all this space. So when you see dimensions or physicality or density from that perspective, as I imagine they can and maybe we can too when we die and we're not looking through our physical senses then we would understand what they're saying that there's no shape there's just energy and information in a matrix like a soup that is giving us this understanding of this dimension or this earth experience i think it's almost like each of us have our own realities that we portray out and it crosses over and it makes this big illusion that we have. But effectively, it's all actually coming out. It's all within and we're seeing it out. So we, yeah. they, and, you know, so, and we've all got these realities going on and they kind of collide and they cross over. But effectively, they're all coming from in, out. And that was something that I took a long time for me to get my my head around so by the time we'd got to the conversations about the world you know the earth has no shape i was already on board i already understand the reality they'd explain that to me they'd explain how it works mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so because they went on to say not only the earth has no shape they actually went on to say they you see planets as planets but they're not planets they're um, and if somebody they explain that as in is someone's reality their contract here in this this time this creation mm -hmm. uh, if they come here and it's within their contract to find another planet or mm -hmm. to find endless planets they will because mm -hmm. that's in their contract if we choose to jump onto that reality and bring it into our reality that's our call that's our choice mm -hmm. so they said there is nothing there is nothing it's not there and they said you know we perceive the sun as the sun and we perceive the moon as the moon and we we feel the heat and we feel, you know we all do all these things but they said it's perception and what it really is is vibration and energy that you each human is seeing outwards like that and i mm -hmm. and i kind of used to describe it like we're all watching a film that we all wrote and we're all yeah. taking part in it, but we all wrote it and we're all, you know, and even down to the point where they said, um, I remember them saying, every thought from your mind comes from an action already told or to be done. Okay. Told. This is what I've been talking about on the last couple of shows. So say that again, and this is how I've mentioned you, because you and I got together and had a chat before the show. And of course, you know, a quick chat to meet turns into hours of yakking. <laughs> and uh, um, say that again, say that again, say that again. So every thought from our minds comes from action already done or told. Yeah. You sound yeah. like me. That's how I keep, I'm just saying, even now I have to keep saying it going, oh, and then take it a bit at a time and go into it. But effectively, we have multi-us. 
and we're everywhere at once yet we are in this now in this moment remembering this now and so what we're doing effectively is we've all what they basically kind of said is you've already done it you've only done you've already done it in other dimensions you're just bringing it into this dimension now and, and things that you think has thought thought of a new idea like oh i'm going to do this it's a new idea it's not a new idea it's something yeah. that's already in you that you've done or doing in another multi-dimension so yeah you know as i understand this i'm having a chat with my mob about this they've given me this analogy and they, they're saying to me we've given you this analogy before it's like there are no new thoughts that's but right. there are new creations because imagine that you can think about thought like paint colors even though we can't perceive all the different colors because through our physical senses there are more but let's just as this analogy goes just think about paint colors so there are no new paint colors but you can mix all these different paint colors and create new creations so uh, byron caddy one of my favorite teacher says you know there are no original stressful thoughts like when we're in our stress we always think it's ours and nobody's suffering like us and it's like oh me it's all me it's all me and we get so singularly focused and then she goes there are no new stressful thoughts you know there you're just kind of attached to a stressful thought that many have had like poor me i'm unworthy i'm unloved he's left me oh be a dinner it's like there are just millions of stressful thoughts out there that we all engage in and none of them are ours it's just no, we're just tuning into them so they're tuning in and oh, they're coming in here as well because they're now showing me that there's something i was looking at today and they i was looking at cycles because they were always saying it's cycles you know if you haven't don't worry if you haven't done it in this life you've done it in another life or you're about to do it in another life yeah because they said it's constant cycles and it and, and there's nothing mm. really we've ever if you look at humanity as we evolve and do what we're doing it's the same cycles and i i know that everybody yeah. In their lives and the only thing that really changes our outfits and maybe we've got motorbikes instead of horses and but the actual emotion of what we experience as humans and the emotion is always been the same on the body which is love hate you know you, you, you know all the stuff that it is 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 what we've constantly been recycling and it's just in different forms like you mm -hmm, said it's different mm -hmm. Different colors all for different experiences and it just keeps going around in circles mm -hmm. so nice way to describe it with the colors because that's really what it is mm. we're painting yeah. we're using the colors to paint so so you said to me in the conversation we had before which i've discussed on the show you know we have no free will so as you said they said every thought is a remembrance of an action already done and so therefore we have no free will do you want to talk about what that means yeah it's because one the reason i can say that and that I, I mean it's not for everybody to believe but the reason they told me and that it stuck with me is that mm -hmm. during that first three months there was a particular day where that came to show themselves so i'd gone to work i had a very stressful day in the morning well, no that's not a lie i'd woken up and my daughter had sent me a message saying that she had bailiffs at her door i've got a young child daughter she's got two children and she'd got into debt with a parking ticket. Anyway, never experienced that before. I went in, you know, she's screaming down the phone saying, what shall I do, what shall I do? This is at 7.30. I also noticed that I had three messages from Zoe. And I thought, mm, could be from Zoe, could be from the beings, I don't know. But I chose to not answer the beings message because I remember thinking, can't talk to you right now, I've got to deal with my daughter. 
or went, had a most stressful day ever. Uh, cut long story short, six o'clock in the evening, decided to now look at the messages. So I, I started, I opened them up and the first one was sent at something like 4 a.m. in the morning and it said, uh, remember all this is an illusion, something that you wanted to experience. And then about 10 minutes later, there was another one saying, keep grounded today. Remember, this is something you chose. Um, and there was a, like a series of about four or five messages. And I remember I phoned Zoe and I said, I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you. I've only just like looked at the messages. And she said they'd woken her up the night before to send them. They woke her wow. up in dream. She said I was asleep. They came to me in dream and they woke mm -hmm. me up to send these to Annette. And then it described the whole day really, because I remember thinking, had I had, uh, first thing is, oh, you know what's going to happen to us before it happens to us. That yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty big. I remember thinking, wow, okay, so you know everything before it's going to happen to us. Yeah. And then the, the next thing, um, I, as that grew, um, I remember them saying that there was no, and I've got to remember the right words because they used a specific word and it was, there is no pre, pre it's not predetermination. It was uh, pre, not, it predestined. Was, no, it wasn't predestined. It wasn't predetermination. There is nothing that isn't predicted. It's either predicted or I look at the words, but basically they were saying that they know. And they said that because they said you chose it for yourself before you got, you know, you, you've come into this, this reality. And they right. even went, They're talking they, about life planning. Yeah. yeah. They mm -hmm. said that everybody chooses it. Everybody chooses what they want to experience. Everybody chooses the energies they want to experience it with. Uh, and it's, and it's multiple dimensions is so much. It's not just this, like you say, we, we live in this dense where we've labeled things into this is this and that's that. And if it doesn't go into that box or that box, then it can't be anything. And they blew that out the window completely with saying, no, that's, that's not right. So that was quite interesting. The other thing is time because that relates to it. Cause they said, there's no, they said that they said time doesn't move anywhere. It, it, it's, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't move anywhere. It, what we are in a, if you like, is a constant state of now every moment. And when they were trying to explain death to us, they were saying, they said, you know, if you humans like you're already dead. They said, because there's no difference between dead and, and alive. It's perception of. Um, so, yeah, that was quite, a, there was lots of big ones. But yeah, so they, they said that about uh, there's, there's no death. And they said, again, with time, they said, all there is, is consciousness and layers and layers of consciousness and multiple dimensions. And they said, the only thing that moves is you in consciousness connected to any, you know, the all. They went, time doesn't go anywhere. And I thought that was quite cool. They said the other day as well, they said, you know, there's no, there's no gravity. They just popped that in in the afternoon. They said, you know, remember there's no gravity. <laughs> I think I was watching something on uh, Miss Marple or something at the time. Just relaxing. And they just went, remember, there's no gravity. And I just went, oh. And then it's, it just brings me straight into a conversation. Well, if there's, you know, I mean, if all this is an illusion, there's no nothing. It's just a dream. Uh, look, Michael Tamora was in the Inner Sanctum, which was our online sessions online groups and he was talking about this and he was saying you know when he died because he's died five times he was in this environment with these beings these angelic beings these enormous angelic beings and he said that 
he perceived the um, amorphic unified field, the Godhead or the God consciousness or whatever you want to call it as this place that is, you know, the true reality. And then everything outside of that is a dream, which is what these beings are saying. So everything is a dream. Like the only reality is this energy that we, this amorphic unified field of consciousness that we call God. And then this, this, I don't know, energy is creating all these, dimensions and planets and experiences uh, but what was interesting that he said is that uh, look I don't think we've got words I, I'm trying to wrap my head around it but the, he, he was saying that that reality can't can't be in this reality there has to be like a bridge there has to be a bridge like there has which we call angels or spirit or soul or which kind of bridges that reality and this reality because yeah that bridge is going i'm telling you that bridge is going that bridge is not going to be there all humans can connect to that if they choose to if that's the that's what he's saying that, that he's saying that 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 there is a bridge between that consciousness and this consciousness that we understand as soul sorry they did explain it quite well because they did say and i can breathe as you were talking and you were and i just thought oh they did give me one sentence they just said this is the sentence uh, they said the only truth is what each they said the they said the truth is there is no truth only what you experience through your first eye that means what you see right now in the now that's it yeah Every moment you experience that's the truth while it yeah. lasts you it's truth and then it's gone and then the next moment is truth and then it's gone and then the next moment is truth and then it's gone and so they broke it down like that. And they just said that little sentence. And I just thought, yep, got it. I understand that. I understand what they were trying to get across there. So trying to put this information into useful information, it's dovetailing with um, being deliberate creators that we look out into the world and we see a world that we think is happening to us, but actually we're happening to it. And so everything we're experiencing, we're experiencing through mind and choice of thought. And like people could be listening to this conversation and some people could be going, yeah, I really get this. This is really making sense. And some people are going, oh, this is total rubbish. These two are mad. And so same conversation, two different experiences. And this is how we experience life. You know, I could look out onto the beach and see a beautiful sunset and somebody else could look out and see stress because there is no reality outside of the reality that you're choosing. Right. And what you're choosing is you're choosing thought or you're choosing vibrational frequency or vibrational quality. And that's how we create our reality. So really they're kind of dovetailing with all that we've spoken about in consciousness about creating your own reality, law of attraction. It's just that they're taking it to um, a level that's a bit more expanded. The, the conversation's a bit more expanded and they're sort of wiping out everything that we perceive as real. No gravity, no shape, no time, no death. <laughs> what they literally said the other day and they said to me, does, does humans remember you have no age? And I, that was a really funny one. That was I like that one. <laughs> and it made me chuckle because I just thought, oh yeah, we haven't got an age, have we? We perceive these boxes and numbers and we say, right, yes, I'm X amount of years old and I'm this and I'm doing, but it's, 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 it isn't. But I know what their overall feeling was because they said, um, what's happening? 
because they said what's going to happen is we're going to be DNA enhanced, if you like. And what the oh, no, we'll get to that because it's the oxytocin bit. So we're, we're, I'm jumping, but we don't need to jump. There's a lot in the middle. Um, they spoke about the penile gland. They did speak about the penile gland. They said that um, atom, because they called themselves atom a couple of times, mm-hmm. and they said atom is in each human. Um, and I drew a little picture, I remember at that point, and they said that all consciousness is is accessible through the, I know it's going to sound an old cliche through the penal glands and they said um you know all you've got to do is shut out the outside noise visualize going through the penal gland ask your questions and all your answers will be given to you because they're all ready in self they're already, yeah. there. they're already there you've just got to remember you know remember they and even down to when they were saying you know when we have a contract they were explaining that to me and it's like they said uh, each contract knows what it's got to do when it's born um, and that because the thought comes thought provokes action and then they said mm-hmm. that um, oh, I've forgotten it's gone okay let's go back to the pineal gland so this is something I learned through theta healing or Orion healing we called it in those days uh, that um, the pineal gland is the point where consciousness you know accesses the physical form or the yeah the physical form and um what were you saying about the pineal gland of now going back again well, they, said, they said that's where all, if you ask your questions that they all right so if it, all the answers live within yeah so what they're saying is that you can access higher consciousness through contacting the pineal gland look you don't actually have to visualize the pineal gland or go near it this is just something that happens i think that they're giving us that information that visual that if you so a lot of people ask me a lot of people ask me you know in in my sessions and groups how do i hear my guidance better and um, I give them a variety of questions depending on where they are at vibrationally speaking. But that is another way of doing it is like focusing. When I take people on journeys, I take them into their third eye, which is the pineal gland. So the pineal gland lives between if you hit the top of your head and the middle of your forehead and you meet inside your brain, you'll find the pineal gland. So when I take people on journeys, I take them into their third eye or the pineal gland and take them out through their third eye. So I activate that pineal gland and that's how we perceive messages or, I mean, this is how you're receiving the information. This is how Zoe receives the information. This is how anyone does um, through the pineal gland. But also we in these healing sessions years ago we used to go into that we used to visualize going into the pineal gland and like turning back the clock so that you could stop aging and all sorts of things i've done that things yeah you've done that i've done that yeah i'm still aging I haven't mastered it yet, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I can feel your energy, your, your, your energy. It's still young, you can feel it. It doesn't age. Yeah, well, energy doesn't age, but bodies do. <laughs> I, know. I hang out with a lot of young people and I find myself getting excited and like feeling like a teenager sometimes. And I think, God, I'm this old, I'm this fat old lady that feels like this teenager. <laughs> anyway, we're off track. Okay. Getting back to free will, I don't think we went into that. They said there's no free will because all action, all thought is a memory of an action already, already taken. So we were discussing that with Peter Panagor in the show. He was um, 
he had a near-death experience and he went back to that source, that source of oneness and that source of nothing, no thing. There's nothing there. Like there's no thing. It's just energy and information or God or whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, he was saying that in that place, he had access to all knowing, infinite intelligence about everything, about the multiverse, the universe, about any dream that has been imagined through, you know, he had access to it. So how could we come to the earth school and learn if we, if, if who we are has access to, to everything because there's no time and therefore all time's happening at once. It's already happened. So we were talking about that and um, we said that, you know, I said, oh, there's this lady coming on the show and she said that there's no free will. But there is free will to choose, to make a choice. Yes. But you're choosing a different timeline that's already unfolded, that's already happened. So... They gave yeah. it to me like mm -hmm. crossroads. Crossroads, they yeah. They gave it to me like a crossroads. And they said that they will, their guts and, you know, your gut feeling, your inner self, your higher self, then they will give you your options and you can go left or you can go right. But there's no right or wrong answer. And no. there's no right or wrong decision. Yeah. And they, you're cool whichever way you want to go. So, um, so there, and it's, and they kind of have each, each option covered, if you like, if you like, in the bigger picture of things. That's how it came across. Or you have got each option covered. It's your choice. You might want to go that way or you might want to go that way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And they said, uh, that's all part of it as well of, uh, I'm still trying to think of the words and I'm saying, because it, it was predetermined, I think was the word. Because I remember thinking, oh, okay, that's interesting. So everything's covered, really. That's what the impression I got. If you want to go that way, you want to go that way. Okay, well, let me ask you, Annette. Having this information about, you know, there's no time, there's no death, there's no free will, everything's already happened. How, does that, how did that change your life? Oh, that's a big one. In small steps is the only way to describe it. Because I have, I'm learning at the moment, this is where I'm learning to be at the moment, to experience the moment in the moment. So if I get stressed at all now, I can pull myself back from it and just think, hang on a minute, this is a reality. Do you want to go down that line? Do you want to stop? You don't have to do this. You can go that way. And I'm all right with that. Whereas oh, before the beans came, I would have done anything for anybody, regardless if it was decoration to myself. If they asked me to do something, I felt like I had to do it for them. Or, you know, there's a, I would get involved in things that probably I didn't need to get involved with. Um, so there's that difference. I have always had a bit of a problem with money. Uh, as in, I don't, it's never been a reality that I've actually paid any heed to at all. Apart from, I know that I, in my early days, I needed to make it to live. Um, so, and I've had a lot of ill health as well in that. But, so the changes I would say where I am now is I was on a lot of medication for my back pain and various pains. I've stopped those. Um, I've dealt with my pain. The pain seems to be different anyway. Maybe it's because I'm viewing it differently. Um, I Little subtle changes, things that I... Uh, I'm not, I take everything responsibly, I suppose. If anything comes my way, I take responsibility for it and think, okay, well, I obviously wanted to experience that in some way. So let's just, you know, go ahead and do whatever it is I've got to do. And 
and you know try be a nice person and you know all the rest of the stuff but there is an overwhelming urge to share and I know that urge is I've tried to control it yeah and think right well I I have got choice because I don't have to share I could do that or I could do that but every time I think about my reality is that or that I feel like I've done it and that this is the reality and this is where and this is where I feel happiest so it is very new to me and I know you've you are much more experienced than I because I've literally been in this world for two years so everything I'm saying to you is literally coming from the beings or consciousness it's not coming from me well I didn't know you might have only been doing it for two years but you've been on an absolutely accelerated journey like I've been sore journeying through this consciousness for 30 years and it's been a slow a much slower journey look the amount of time that we're in this journey doesn't determine the amount of um, wisdom we gain from it there are people waking up today that are waking up inside unbelievable exalted you know consciousness and then there are some that are not so the amount of time you've been in on the journey doesn't determine Remember, there is no time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't determine the quality. You know, having this knowledge, is, it's made you stress less, enjoy your life more, feel more connected to your source, feel more powerful, feel more centered, feel like you're living your life's purpose, feel excited about that, feeling inspired, then, you know, you're doing well. It doesn't mean that you understand it all, but if you're in that place of excitement and happiness and you, you feel less pressured, less stressed, you're not listening to your stressful thoughts. Like, I think that people overcompensate in helping others because they feel unworthy and they're looking for love. They're like, if I do everything for everyone, will you love me? Because I don't feel worthy of love. And so if you're overcoming stressful thoughts like that, then you're doing very well. Yeah. And fear. Fear. Yeah. Because they say to me, never fear the outside world of you. And I used to say that to myself every day. I still do now and now and then, even when I'm talking like an interview, sometimes I think, oh, should I be talking so much? You know, I feel, you know I'm not used to doing them. I'm not used to telling everybody my, me about me and what I've been through. Yeah. And there is a fear that comes to it. Like, oh, should I do it? Should I do it? Or should I? And then, so, and then that constant, that, that risk, that it's like almost those words literally come to mind and they say, never fear the outside world of you. Never fear the outside world of you. Remember where you are. Remember this, remember that. And it, completely settles me straight away right it's still growing it's still like i find it absolutely amazing still i'm blown away i just think life is so excited (laughs) it's exciting now yeah yeah you're kind of on purpose so let me ask you what were you doing before the beings showed up like what was your day job what was your normal daily routine i'd been a hairdresser hairdresser off and on Mm -hmm. off and on for years uh, more off than on um, to be truthful, I had a spinal surgery when I was 21 mm-hmm. uh, for a, what was classed as a slip disc. Uh, and, it, and then I was very ill for almost 15 years. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't. I was very poorly. And then I had, a rectif- I had another operation in 2004 where it rectified the operation from 1992. And then I was out of pain. And when I was out of pain, I, com- I started, to, that's when I think I started to grow. But there's so much more to it. Because obviously I asked loads of questions about that. 
about the pain I suffered and, and, and all the contract in the whole. Right. Well, let's go into healing because they've spoken a lot about healing and you've used your own experience. Tell us what they said about your experience and about your pain and, and your well, healing. What they were saying then, when, they, when I was experiencing pain, um, they gave me two sort of explanations for it. Uh, they said sometimes self will experience pain because you're not meant to be doing that and you might need to go down another avenue and the only way that it's going to show itself to you without someone standing in the middle floor going like that yeah just stop you yes that's yes and they said that's that's always in it yeah um, they said that um that they said that rainwater which i know they said rainwater is very good for humans like it is for other animals um and they said that in small amounts it's a detox and um obviously i wouldn't say that unless i'm not using it because i've been drinking rainwater ever since they told me and trying to get it into my grandchildren and anybody else that is around me every now and then. Yeah, look, you know, it depends where the rainwater's coming from because I tell you what, after the fires here in Australia, the rainwater is full of soot. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so it really, and you know, rainwater in a city that's full of pollution is not great either. So you have to get it from. I can ask them about pollution. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back because we're sort of skipping ahead. Let's go back to you and your pain. So they said to you, you were in pain for a lot, many years, and they said to you. It's to stop you going down a path instead of them jumping in front of you and waving their hands and saying, no, don't make this choice, make another choice. What, how did that look to you? So you said that you had an operation that for a slip disc and, and then after the operation you're in a lot of pain. What path do you think that they were stopping you from going down? I think I was, um, I know at the time I was with a very, the wrong person and a lot of, uh, anger, emotion. There was a lot of a lot of upset during that time, which I then now perceived as pain. But even though I can I can sort of take the physical away from, I can take my physical body away from the way the pain, you know, the physical of pain now because I'm not in that amount of pain. But when I was looking back, they they didn't say, "Oh, we gave you pain because of this." It's, uh, I don't know if I want to talk about it because it's all to do with my ex-partner. So they explained it like that. Let me give you another story. I wouldn't say they gave you pain. You were giving yourself the pain. Oh, yeah. So if you want to talk about they, you could talk about your higher self, I suppose. Was, uh, yeah, so you were making choices that were giving you pain and those choices were probably a dysfunctional. Look, the choices were your thoughts, right? You were like, poor me, woe's me, I'm not worthy. And then that sort of showed up as somebody that didn't treat you right because your unworthiness manifested as somebody. Yeah, and, and that was the pain that was, the pain that was manifested as physical pain, right? I actually asked them about relationships because I had a very violent partner as well. Right. So okay. Lots of things going on. Mm -hmm. And I was, I asked them, uh, I remember asking them one day, I said, when I was, uh, when I was with him and he was causing me physical pain, does he know that he's, you know, what's going on in his, in his mind, in his contract? Because if I say something horrible to someone, I already know before it's going to be horrible. It's going to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. So I make a choice not to do it. And they said to me, and I know this might not sit with everybody, but I said to them, so when I was in that abusive relationship or I was being abused, mm -hmm. what was going through the other person's mind at the time? 
was they knowing they were doing something wrong? And they almost laughed at me and they said, no, because no. you would have asked for that beforehand. So you've got to send them love because it's not a negative or a positive. It's just an experience, but it was your experience. And you would have asked them to be in on your, that energy to be on, on that experience. But you're right. I didn't have to have the experience if I hadn't chose to stay there as long as I had. So it all sort of, rolls into one if you see yeah. Uh, yeah look this is a concept that i've spoken about a lot on the show that a lot of people have trouble with there's a group online which is an afterlife group and they're all demonizing abraham hicks at the moment or esther hicks because she's she's touched on some of these concepts she's sort of said um 90 of the time the person that's been raped has you know chosen that through their vibration and she doesn't not necessarily say through their soul contract but that's what she's alluding to because soul contract is not really a, a word that she uses um and these people are all up in arms saying that oh, she's okay. the devil but you know like this is bullshit <laughs> because that we're so we so want to play the blame game here on earth. It's like, okay, well, what's a better idea? You choose it through your soul contract or you're just victimized. You're just poor me and I'm the victim and this terrible thing has happened to me. I mean, which is a better thought? And most people say, well, not the fact that you know, why would you choose such a terrible thing? It just doesn't compute in many people's heads that we would choose the drama that has unfolded in our life. It just, People just can't come at it. Many, not not the people that listen to this show. Not you yeah, guys. no, I don't. But I think they also said is if you experience something in this reality, it's something you haven't experienced in another reality. Okay. You know, so if you you might experience it that in this reality, but in another reality, you didn't have it. Yeah. So some, you know, and it's and it's whatever they did in this reality in another reality that that might have been done to them. So mm. it's. It's not quite as black and white as I'm maybe saying it. And I know you understand it, but I'm trying to explain it into sort of layman's terms. Yeah. But yeah, you, yeah, you've got it. You know what I'm talking about. So, okay. So what they're saying is um, you experienced abuse of relationship. That was your choice. No right or wrong, just experience. But then what you're saying is that at, at any point during that time frame, so maybe it was over years, you had choice to stop it but didn't so that's where the free will comes in right so like a choice it, i had like they, a choice they, point yeah, yeah. They, showed me, they showed me certain times when they gave me the choices they said we gave yes. you and literally i remember one day them saying we gave you a choice there we gave you a choice there we gave you a choice there you had the choice there you had the choice there exactly and they were it like that to me and i was literally going oh okay. and you're going Oh. <laughs> you know, in the end, I literally thought, yeah, all right, own it. Okay, yeah. Own okay. it. Yeah, own it. Yeah. We've got to own it. We've got to take responsibility for our choices, yeah. right? And then, yeah, our and then like, goes, you can say, all right, you know what? Yeah, oh, then we stop blaming the other. Then we stop saying, you hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me. Then we go, I had a choice to not be hurt anymore. I had a choice to leave and I didn't. And then you go, oh, yeah, I've got to take that. Yeah, I'm okay. responsible. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's easier, actually, because you can think, oh, okay. And then on with the onwards and upwards. Or onwards, you know, yeah. Put onwards, put that behind. It's done now. Forget about it. Let that go. Let it and go. Yeah, that was, that was explained to me. So that was a pretty, yeah, quite a cool. So the choice to let it go or to hang on to it, another choice. Another you can choice. hang on to the pain for the rest of your life and be in pain for the rest of your life or let it go and, and be happy. Choice. Like, what are you going to choose? And again, 
you're saying that there are timelines out there that you know if you choose the happy now you're on a different timeline now you're going to experience a new reality that's already you've created from your broader perspective but it's sitting there waiting for you the joy the love the whatever you want's waiting for you it's, it's been experienced it's not a dream it's actually us it's coming there bring that reality because they said bring that reality so yeah each human can change their own reality say that again each human, human can change their own reality they actually even said if you humans like you can even change the past yes so you know yes. so if you the past then we can all you know there's lots of things and i think they're overall what they were saying is that it's going to be something that this consciousness shift that we're all talking about is this what we're talking about is the choice where there's a few of us that are getting it there's going to be you know our next generations come anymore like your, your grandchildren will oh, have absolutely. a different conception than you oh absolutely. Like stone age yeah we look like prius we look like dinosaurs to put yeah exactly. absolutely the generation that are coming through now are going to look back on our generation and go really? <laughs> friends we are living like we did in enoch's time yeah. Still taxes we still we're, we're no different people think we've moved so much and we are still in the same place but that's the change that's the cycle they said that's changing and they said that you know we go through cycles as humans our essence and it goes into sort of different cycles and we've been enlightened then we've gone into dark and we've forgotten then we get enlightened and we go into mm -hmm. the dark we've forgotten and it's yep. and it's one of those we're coming out of that and we're going into that we're coming yep. back into light and we're going to remember everything that we've had in other dimensions but we're going to remember them in this reality so and it won't be just a few people like there is now it's going to be that's where we're going yeah that's where we're going i know it it, it is an exciting time to be alive i have to say um you know it doesn't mean it's easy but it's no. exciting because shift change look humans you know they resist change people resist change people love I think to it's fear i think fear we've been programmed to fear absolutely everything mm, so you know mm, we, we're, we're scared to park in the wrong space and and <laughs> the beings were basically saying to us you know you've given it you know we've they actually said that humans and other beings this one has created this illusion ourselves and they said we've created it you created it you are part of it we're part of it we all created it. It's not that we created it or you created it. We all created it as a never ending story. And they said that what's this newness that's coming, this color, you know, shifting consciousness is to, which is already happening. And, and they said, there's going to be more beings interacting with humans realities, which is already happening. Uh, and it's going to be different. It's going to be more love and sharing because they more or less want a new image as for beings showing up you know there's identifying two sorts of energies here the energies that people will experience as forms of beings are all from source but each person will have their own experience and what they want to experience it but the overall feeling will be of love because that's when we're talking about oxytocin so okay so they talked about the oxytocin i'm going to keep correcting you you can call it oxytocin no, if you like <laughs> <laughs> it's not just my cute Australian accent, as people say. Oxytocin is a hormone that is called the love gene. And they're saying that 
with the DNA changes as we upgrade our systems that we're going to be secreting more oxytocin and so we're going to be feeling more loving look i see that in the younger generation and you can see it can't you? you know like my daughter for instance i'm glad she doesn't watch the show she hates it when i talk about her you know, she's had these two boys. my nose is running which is funny because uh, jamie butler said to me i said sometimes my nose runs during the show and she said that's just energy running through you and i'm like it's literally running out my nose anyway she had these two boyfriends she hasn't got either of them now one younger and one older and the older one in his 40s is a bit more grumpy he's more complicated and she loves him and the younger one in his uh, 20s is so loving and accepting and he's just like this butterfly this bee he's such a beautiful blissful being but if, interestingly enough watching her choose between these two boyfriends she found the older complicated grumpier one more interesting <laughs> the yeah, no, love bunny that one yeah the love bunny who's just loving unconditional it's like whatever you want you want to be with other people that's fine you know i love you unconditionally she didn't find that interesting you know but it's just so interesting to see the generations yeah, yeah. grandchildren because i've got grandchildren i don't know if you've got grandchildren yet but my not yet <laughs> Are, uh, well, I won't want to put that on you. Um, my <laughs> grandchildren are seven and five. Mm -hmm. and they are on it. They are yeah. on it. You know, my grandson says such weird things to me. Not so much my granddaughter, it's my grand. I remember him coming out literally about a month ago, and my sister was in the kitchen, and he was sitting on the table in the kitchen. And he said, Nanny, he said, when I die again, do I have to come back and keep fighting? Oh, and I went, no, bless no. and you don't have to fight in this, in, in this now either, babe. I said, you don't have to do any of that. You don't have to do that again. You don't have to keep doing that. Mm. And the, he was four when he said that to me. And the other thing he said to me about three and a half is one day he asked me, he said, Nanny, what does, what does dead mean? Uh, for three and a half, that was like, okay, here we go. And I couldn't lie. So I, I can't remember what I said. I sort of, sort of spoke about there is no death. And I remember I gave him the truth, but in a child's three and a half version way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I said, do you understand that? And he went, yeah. I said, do you want any, have you got any more questions you want to ask my nanny? He went, no, that was the end of that. That was the end of that conversation. So let me ask you, Annette, how have your family coped with your new consciousness? Like, because to, to be friends. Yeah, well, this conversation, as we've discussed, is a conversation that not everyone can wrap their heads around. And like my family can't, that's for sure. Their reality is their reality. It's what the mainstream media presents, what's in the magazines, and then there is no reality outside that. And you come at them with, there is no gravity, there is no time, there is no death. They just go. As well. Right, so my mother bless her, is uh, in her 70s and uh, never was really in, my dad used to work for NASA actually, and he was always into UFOs and all sorts there of things. Um, but my mum never was, and, and she's, and never has been. So my mum has, I remember when the beings came, because obviously it was just after my dad passed, it was only about three weeks afterwards, and then so before my dad actually got uh, buried or cremated, I was already saying, oh, he's not dead, mum, you know, da, 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 da. I've spoken to three beings, but then, you know, I said, I remember saying to her, you might have had them in your days, angels, they've come as, I was really trying to soften it, they've come in different forms, but they've said there's no death, mum, and I was trying to break it. Anyway, 
I remember having that conversation with her. And then about six months ago, I said to her again, uh, I think it was in the summer, because my sister and I decided to go and look at crop circles. We managed right. to find them near us. So I said to mum, we're going to go and look at crop circles. She was like, she's very typical, very okay, dear. And uh, she said, uh, I don't really understand it. And I went, it's okay, mum, you don't have to understand it. You just, just be, just be all right and be happy. You don't have to understand anything that I'm saying. But my sister's on it because she experienced it all with me. Because every time anything happens, I phone her straight up because I ran into shock and I'm like, oh my god, what do you think they mean by this? Listen to this. What do you think that means? So she had me saying that every, every day for three months straight. Um, but again, she understands it, not on it like I am, but listens. She and, listens. And, yeah, and listen, and that seems to be my circle. They're all, at, but no one's really on it. I mean, one friend, uh, she is quite amazing. So I remember I said to her about there's been no death and that we all choose our, and she'd lost her mum through cancer. And she got very upset with me and she's a close friend and she literally as she was saying to me she was crying but i already knew that it, it was something that we needed to talk about and um so she said so what you're basically saying is that my mum chose to go through that pain and suffering and i said but she you know you're forgetting that my dad went through it as well and i went through it and yes i have to say i couldn't i can't say anything other i have to say to you that but it didn't land well no it doesn't doesn't land well but, i know i have to say but. that was then so now this said person is meditating okay which is unheard of and i don't say anything she's meditating so she's on her own journey and it's and she's and she uh she doesn't have children but she has animals and she's uh and i'd say she's definitely she talks to her plants and so she sings like what she's evolving in her consciousness as i see is her connection to nature and it might not be necessarily what she's listening to, but she's definitely taking it on board because she's now relaying things back to me, like, oh, I'm talking to my plants now, don't laugh at me. Mm -hmm. Sort of, and I'm thinking, I'm the last person to be laughing at you if you're telling me you're talking to plants because, you know, we're all connected. I talk to all my plants and animals. Yeah. So, but everybody, what I'm seeing is the, the little stages. And, and obviously everybody that is around me that I speak to, like yourself or anybody we've come in contact, we already arranged this before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The timing. So there's no answer. I know. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So going back to it's already happened and every uh, thought is a memory of an action. I'm sort of thinking about my life because as I put people on the show, I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't know why I put people on the show, but it is like a memory of, of a contract already made. So there are other people that I could speak to that would be a great conversation, but I don't feel to speak to them because we haven't made that agreement. It's, it's really interesting. It's, it's like, so I run on impulse. When you run on impulse, there's no logic to it, but you're actually, it's kind of like you're remembering. You're, it's like a memory of an action already happened. So you just got to tune in. It's a, it's a multi, we are multi-dimensional. Yeah. And that, that's what we forget. And I'm a word forget. I didn't even know. Look at me saying that's what we forget. I mean, I didn't even know until I, I mean, like you said, I had it like that. Yeah. It was like, enough yet? Well, you, you know, we're going to wake you up now. Okay, What's going it? right back to the beginning of this conversation, the first thing they said was, have you had enough yet? From your perspective now, what do you think they were saying to you? I think now I know that I was waiting for them to come. I right. 
searching everywhere in watching movies that didn't satisfy me because I thought, no, that's not it. That's something. Yeah. Any sort of sci-fi film that come out, I'd want to watch it or anything. Just anything. I was just on it, looking like, feeling that there was something. I don't searching. know what. Mm -hmm. Searching. It was a definite searching, and mm -hmm. it's been a long time. Um, sorry, what did you ask me again? They said to you, have you had enough yet? What does that mean to you now? I think that um, I've been waiting for them. I was waiting for them. Have you had enough searching? Have you had enough contrast? Do you want to like break out of your fear? I've had enough of the rubbish. Really. The rubbish. Well, it's not rubbish, Annette. It's experience that we choose, not good or bad, just experience. You know what, Karen? The thing is now, it's quite hard to live in the world as we yes. like Mm -hmm. and no and no i know there was a young That's man true. in our inner sanctum group and he said exactly the same thing he said now that i've awakened he said i'm finding it quite hard to be in the world which is a bit of a trap because yes. we don't awaken to judge the world as wrong or bad we awaken to understand that we are the joy we're seeking we are the love we're seeking we are the happiness we're seeking but what happens with a lot of people as they awaken to ever broadening truths or realities is we start to look out at the truths and realities that other people are buying into a very limited a more limited truth or reality and we start to deem it as wrong and then we want to fix it and that's when we get into a whole lot of trouble like we have to allow the world to be as it is and then just like your friend who's going to push up against you and say you're crazy you're mad allow her expansion journey to unfold in the time that it's going to take to unfold yeah and that's why yeah that's exactly yeah. how come to with here. the same with all the rest of humanity and you know when i think about your mum as you say after your dad's died you know there's no death and she's just experienced death <laughs> bless her heart she didn't push against you because she's well hang on she didn't push against you i was very tactful, very tactful. it was very funny because as i went to speak my sister was sitting opposite me and i had said to my sister because my mum was in floods of tears and i wasn't crying at that point i was feeling other things i was feeling like this energy serving through me and i and my mum the reason why i said it is because she she got quite upset and she looked at me and she went uh you know i I know you don't feel it like I, this is before I'd mentioned the being. She thought, I, I know you don't feel emotion like I feel emotion, but you know, you're, everybody, some people are colder than, I remember her feeling sort of saying like that. And I went, and I looked at my sister, cause I thought, I want to put her out of her pain and say, mom, you don't have to cry. You don't have to cry. It's, you know, he's, he's all right. He's absolutely all right. But as I went to say it, my sister was looking at me going like this, shaking her head, like, don't say it. Don't mention the beans. Don't mention the beans. But <laughs> it came out very tactful let me say it was more i sort of spoke about angels and how messengers come and i sort of very tactfully because they gave me the words to say but i knew the words to say to my mom she's my mom so i can say things that i knew that she could tap it which gave her comfort at that moment it did, it did. Mm -hmm. but then later on when i'm talking about it it's forgotten because she was in her own her own i know it's so interesting i i've thought about this so often uh and i've spoken about this on the show too I was watching my brother have a bit of an explosion recently and as I'm watching him I'm inside his thoughts and like Byron Caddy would say if you believed his stressful thoughts 
you'd act like that too, right? So everyone's like going back to, we create our own reality. So he's creating his reality and his reality is I'm upset because he's believing the thoughts in his head, which interestingly enough had nothing to do with me, but he was directing that reality at me. And I was watching him sort of getting angry and sweat and, and thinking, you know, he's inside a completely different reality than I'm inside right now. Like he's experiencing the world totally different. And yet we're looking at each other. You know what I mean? And I'm experiencing love and compassion and he's experiencing rage. And so, you know, when you, when you say that, when you don't validate someone's reality, which a lot of spiritual people do, they say, no, that's not right. That's not how it is. This is how it is because I know because I've speak to angels or beings or God or whatever, it doesn't change their reality because that's what they're experiencing. That's right. So I think one of the hardest things to do is to find language or um, some sort of vibration so that people can hear you or maybe they never will. I don't know. You can only live your life the way you can. Pardon? You I remember I actually said to the beings, what am I to do? What, am, I, am I here to do this? What am I here to do? Right. And they actually said, you're here to love yourself. Okay. And I remember thinking, oh, oh, that's all right. That's, that's quite a hard thing to do, you know. You think, oh, yeah, yeah, but actually that, that was, when they said that, I thought, oh, that's quite right. It actually took the burden off me because I thought, I don't have to do anything. I, even though I've got all these feelings to share, I don't have to share. I don't have to if I don't want to. It's up to me if I want to or not. I've just got to learn to accept and love myself. And that was part of the growth as well. So there was lots in there. There was lots going Big on. Big part of the growth, as you said, you know, when you've been believing your stressful thoughts about how you're not enough, not worthy enough, not this enough, not that enough, not, not enough, not enough, not enough. I remember writing an article once and I said, enough is enough. You're an extension of source energy. How could you never not be enough? <laughs> you know, enough is enough of the I'm not enoughness. To be, you will always have enough energy to do what you've got to do as well, even though you... So well, there's always enough yeah enough energy enough time there's always enough the the illusion that that we're not enough there's not enough all stories look it's all a story okay i think we've gone through most of their messages the love genes humans will still self-heal through the pineal gland etc much is happening more energy will come to other beings aliens what does this say beings as aliens what a new image of love and helping humans Oh, aliens want a new image of love and helping humans. I draw over 30 drawings after yeah. the, each of the messages. I'll ask you to send me some of the drawings and I'll upload them during the show. Uh, understand that my own contract here in Dimension Earth is to share love. Yeah, the aliens told me not to be ashamed of what I'm experiencing and they still talk in my mind every day. They are with me always and feel and see what I experience as all humans so yeah they get to experience what it is to be human through you through yeah through us yeah, yeah so our alien counterparts i'll call them don't need to incarnate into this experience or don't need to take on physical form because they get to experience through us through our brains through our bodies they get to experience our the sensations Pardon? Our emotions, the yeah. Is emotion. They said what the whole point of this is to experience emotion. Emotion. Which you do, you know, yeah. how you label it is your call. Yeah. But yeah, so that was pretty cool, yeah. So any last messages from the mob? 
It's been such a joy to speak to you. You're so much fun. Isn't you. <laughs> Any last messages from the mob before we say goodbye? I would say live in the moment and try and enjoy every moment because it's meant to be, a, a, you know, it's meant to be a lovely illusion. Everything's been given to us. You, you know, don't judge people. If people want to smoke or they want to drink, that's, that's their contract to do that. Yeah. You know, we'll evolve to where it needs to go when we're not doing that. But for now, we're in this and, and don't judge people and let people be. Look, I'm having a powerful lesson in that at the moment. I've got a friend that doesn't treat herself well in any way, shape or form. And the healer in me really judges that, you know, like the drugs and the smoking and the drinking and the gambling and the everything and the non, you know, not eating well and not moving. And, and I'm just watching her get older and sicker and fatter and stiffer and, and sicker and coughing. And, and I'm watching this and I'm feeling, you know, like, like help yourself, help yourself. I'm thinking, and she doesn't. And then the lesson for me is to just let her be and stop trying to fix her. Don't try, you know, just let her be because it's hard. It's hard when they used to say to me all day, yes, in fact, yesterday it was happening because they kept saying, you can, and there's an old say where they can say, you can, you know, bring the cow to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. yeah. So I have to understand that there's a contract there that she's choosing this yeah. and that that's the experience that she's wanting and just let, let it be. And she knows what to do. She does know what to do and she doesn't do it. So that's her choice, right? That's her choice. Yeah. And, but that's hard for me because it's hard to watch someone you love you hurt ask, themselves. You to uh, intervene a little bit. You could, you know, do it on her behalf. Well, I have. Don't you worry. I have done lots of things like that. I have to tell you. I have to tell you something really interesting. I, I had this experience yesterday of sitting opposite her as she's smoking and carrying on. And um, I saw this unbelievable golden light unbelievable i've never seen something quite like this before because i can see lights around people right and i saw this because i'm looking at her and i see it in my periphery and when you look at it it disappears it's so frustrating but it was so bright and it had something to do with her so here am i thinking that i'm the master and she's not and i sat there and i thought she's the master and i'm not right so who's to say who's right and wrong and she's might not, you might have been smoking and drinking in, in your last reality, and she might have been sitting opposite you thinking the same thing. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> We've played this game before. <laughs> in, your, in, in your reality means that you've chosen to be in the reality together. Yeah, because definitely. That, I remember saying, do, do, we, do we have the same, you know, energies on re each sort of cycle? And they laughed and they said, well, you have some the same, but of course you're going to have new ones because each one you want to experience differently. You want, you want a different experience. Yeah. Every single time. So, yeah, I know. It's so deep. I love talking to you. It's really nice. You know, look, just, it's not even another reality where I've had that experience. You know, I did the same as her when I was young, you know, smoked and drank and took too many drugs and did all things that were bad for my body. And, you know, as a young person, I thought I was an invincible and I could do anything. So <laughs> when you're my age, it's a little different. Anyway... <laughs> We have to look after these physical forms because as much as it's all an illusion and a dream. No, that's right. It's a gift, the body, and you do yeah. have to look after it. The beings used to talk about uh, age. I mean, we might have to do another one because it will go on because they talked about why humans <laughs> have a fear of getting old. And what did they say about that? They 
actually said, why do humans have a fear of aging? Don't they know that it's, it's, it's not just this. It's not just this and this is the end. And they, they would laugh at how we would try and keep young and keep looking. But again, it's all down, like you said, to the molding, like my child, all, my daughter's 26 and thinks she's Kim Kardashian. And all her friends think they're Kim Kardashian. So that's their reality. You know, that's their reality. But I can see glimpses. I can see glimpses because she's my daughter. And I know that there's a reason. So, I mean, she's already starting to talk about, uh, she said to me the other day, she said something and she went, oh, mum, you have negative energy. Just keep your negative energy. And I just thought, oh, so we're talking about energies now. Okay, so that's morphine. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The fact you're aware of it is good. And then she came around two days later and decided to tell me about sage and that I needed to sage my house. She's walking around my house, saging. Don't and you I, love it? Don't you I love it? It's so funny. I and love that the younger generation are on it. I had a young cousin of a young friend, uh, no, niece of a young, a, fr a niece of a friend over um, not long ago. And she's, you know, she's up with the Joneses and everything, but they're still having that conversation. They are, they're talking about energy and angels and oh, staging and... When I was younger. Yeah. Oh, bum looked big in a pair of jeans and, and you know, things like that. Not I know. Energy, things like yeah. that. So you, you can see it. You can see it in your and own children. Yeah, she has this, she's about in her mid-twenties and she has this catering business for like corporate and weddings and parties. And it's all very she-she and very fabulous. And I have to say, it looks unbelievably beautiful. You should see her website. But she's talking about veganism. And she, and she said, you know, I was talking to this, um, this lady that makes these vegan cheeses. And so she offers all this vegan produce along with all the other produce. It's amazing how the world's changing. It's a, it's a beautiful, no, well, it's they, beautiful. They said nothing stays the same. They went, energy is always changing. Energy is always changing. Yeah, the only constant in life is change. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. Yeah, it's the only sure thing there is. That's a t-shirt. Oh, darling one, thank you so much. And obviously, you've not written this in a book. Are you going to put it in a book? Are you going to put? I think the book. Yeah, I, I, I feel that it will go in a book. I, I've, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in it. I'm still yeah. It, and I, and I feel that, and, and it will come. At the moment, I'm still talking about it, but it's all there. I mean, it's a world, I, it's a, I don't know anything. I'm a mum and nan, I'm cooking dinners and, and just watching a bit of TV. And now I'm just like, wow, there's so much, life has got so exciting all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. And we're, and we're going to chat with Zoe. I can't remember when, I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to have her perspective, which will be another perspective. So it's interesting, as we've talked about, we, we create our own reality through the choices we make in our thinking. And so you've experienced the two of you, the same thing, but you're going to have two completely different perspectives yeah. coming yeah. from different realities. Right. So it'll be interesting to hear Zoe's perspective too. Yeah. Thank you. Gorgeous one for being on the show. It's been a joy. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Well, that was a whole lot of fun with Annette. <laughs> She's a, she is a character. She's a great character. Yeah, as she says, she can't help but share what she's come to know. And um, not easy sharing information like that because our poor old linear human minds find it kind of hard to wrap our heads around there being no shape, no time, no death, no gravity, no age. Oh, I guess we're just creating all of it by the choices that we make and we choose to buy into a particular paradigm or not. But it just opens the doors, doesn't it? It just flies, it just flings open the doors to expansion and choice like 
wow, we're at choice. Do I want to feel bad? Do I want to feel good? Do I want to age? Do I not want to age? It says there is ultimate choice in experience that um, even though it's already happened, there's still, we've obviously designed, especially in this time frame, uh, being, you know, 2020, we've designed that expansion of choice. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, right? If you didn't want to know about your expansion and your expansion of choice, ultimate choice in creating ultimate realities, then you wouldn't be listening to this. It wouldn't come into your awareness if you hadn't already chosen a particular timeline that allows that. So, yeah, if you're listening to this, then you have uh, infinite potential realities at your beck and call according to what you choose what vibrational quality you choose. Do I choose happiness? Do I choose sadness? Do I choose limitation? Do I choose expansion? It's all about the choices, decisions creates our reality. Mm. Or chooses a timeline that's already created. <sighs> Fascinating stuff, isn't it? But um, yeah, I didn't. we didn't go too much into the future, but they said uh, the beings, her beings, her mob, we're talking about, you know, the more love and more choice and more expansion. Look, we've spoken about that many times on the show. But it is exciting to think about what we're choosing collectively as a humanity. And they said that even though that you might feel alone in this conversation right now, that in the not too distant future, so many more people will be involved in this conversation, which is something my mob, my guides, my beings have told me that 2020 is really a year of activation so many people will be waking up to want to have more of these types of conversations so no more aloneness in you know I used to sit 20 years ago 30 years ago alone in my bed reading my spiritual books feeling like I couldn't have this conversation with anyone I knew and now it's the only conversation I have with everybody even the people that don't want to have it and interestingly enough, the people that don't want to have this conversation with me have just left my life. They're just like, nah, don't want to speak to Karen anymore, not into her conversation, which is fine with me because they're having another conversation, which I'm not into. So, yeah, that's how it all works. But, you know, as you find old friends leaving, new friends will come, many, many new friends will come that will want to have this conversation with you. Uh, and, um, yeah, obviously if it's your family, you know, you can't get rid of them, but they've chosen you and you've chosen this conversation. So there has to be a dovetailing there somewhere, right? So at some point they've chosen to want to be aware of this expansion, even if they're pushing up against it right now. Otherwise they wouldn't have chosen you for a partner or a sister or a, you know, a relative of some kind. So, uh, Eventually, everyone will wake up, even if they have to die to do it. <laughs> it's interesting times. So as I said, with Annette on the show, Zoe is coming up. I don't know when. I have to look at my, um, to look at my calendar. But she's going to say her perspective. That's happening in a couple of weeks. Oh, I've got so many people booked in for the show. I can't tell you. And more to come. I haven't got it in front of me at the moment. Oh, here we go. Uh, when's Zoe coming on? Oh, in two weeks. Next week. Who am I talking to next week? Penny Kelly's coming back on the show next week. Mm, I love Penny Kelly. You know I love Penny Kelly. We were going to get some courses organized this year, at the beginning of this year, but she just decided she's way too busy. We'll try and get that organized maybe at the end of this year or maybe next year. Some online courses 
you know, the information that she had that she talked about with Dr. Levengood, the neurophysicist, she's got this unique ability of translating this consciousness information into science and, and her, all her many experiences. So uh, we want to get that happening at some stage. Don't know when that's going to happen. So she's coming on the show next week and then Zoe's going to be on the, the week after, which is Annette's friend and we'll hear her perspective. And uh, who's after that? Uh, Judy Carroll's coming on, the Zeta Connection. Now, Judy has her beings, are the Zetas. She's amazing. She's written quite a few books. And then who's coming on after that? Oh, look, there's so many people coming up. Ah, David Kennett about the land. Fascinating man about regenerating the land. Michael Tamora is coming back on the show. I saw a comment on YouTube this morning underneath the inner sanctum the snippet of the inner sanctum he was in our online groups a couple of weeks ago a few weeks ago and she said i hope you're having michael back on the show yes i am having michael back on the show he's coming up in a few weeks and i want to expand on some of the things that we talked about on the, in the inner sanctum like that experience of the source and the bridge and anyway we'll get into that conversation and also different levels of people awakening in different consciousnesses like he was talking about anyway we'll talk about it later and um catherine madden's going to come on the show the et lady she's amazing she's a relative of um that famous et case back in the 60s i can't remember what they're called they were famous et case but anyway she is a hypnotherapist and she's spoken to many 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 experiences and she has her own experiences and she's a beautiful lady i, I think it was um F. Tock, what was her name that was on the show that said that she really helped her when she awoke? She had her experiences. Ah, oh, Mike coming on the show. He's, he's another guy. Paul Selig's coming back. It's been five years since I've spoken to Paul Selig. He channels um, his books. Mandatory reading. If you're listening to this, mandatory reading. I love Paul's books. They're all channeled. I think he's got five or six of them out now. The Word. Uh, knowing your worth all mastery uh, channeled information hard to wrap your head around but mandatory reading anyway we're, Paul's going to come back on the show and lots more so I hope you stay for the show and people coming into the inner sanctum Blair Steyer is coming in on the 9th and 10th of February he channels Tabash who is a spirit guide basically who who full channel full channels uh, full body channels through Blair and so we'll talk to both of them. <laughs> two for the price of one, isn't that great? <laughs> we get two guests for the price of one, Blair and Tabash. Anyway, and so if you want to get to meet him and listen to his uh, messages, he very much talks about how we are the creators of our reality and being more connected to our God essence, our source. You know, lots of things. He's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful teacher from New Zealand. Uh, watch the show I did with Blair. Blair. It's a beautiful show. He shares so intimately about his experience with his wife. It's really touching. It's really beautiful. And of course, if you want to meet me in the Inner Sanctum, I'm on every week, every couple of weeks. Uh, you can quiz me and my mob and we can nut out some of these concepts inside a group situation and get different points of view. It's a fun ride. The Inner Sanctum is so much fun. And the people that are coming in this year are just wonderful. We've had quite a few new sign-ups this year and they're all amazing we had a session a couple of days ago and there was a few new people online and they were talking about their experiences a couple of them was talking about their experiences with Paul Selig having read his books and done his workshops and so we nut over some of the 
conversations and concepts and sort of expand on them and talk about them. It's really fun. I love it. Anyway, love you all and thanks again for watching. As always, I'll see you again real soon. Bye for now.